Special report. Hello, everyone. This just in. <laughs> well, this well. in like 48 hours later. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, um, yeah, two years ago. Oh, he just woke up. <laughs> we tried putting Cooper down for a nap for this. Jessica will go get him while I set up. So two years ago during the Amya tour, we went to two dates of that tour. And it was the first time we had seen Relying Case since starting this podcast. So we did uh, report episodes to talk about our experience at those two shows, the Boston and the Orlando show. And uh, this is Monday. Right now, Monday... January 8th, and on uh, Saturday, January 6th, Relying K, Smoking Popes, Less Than Jake, MXPX, all just played at the Hollywood Palladium, and we were there, so we're doing another report to talk about the third time we've seen Relying K since we've started this podcast. So now Cooper's here. Cooper can tell the story from his point of view as well. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, busy week leading up to... The Relying K show. How do you feel, Jess? How are you feeling right now? Uh, a little bit <laughs> sick. I got a little bit sick to my stomach uh, just a little bit ago, but good other than that. Yeah. So, um, we had the flu. Yeah. Over Christmas. Right. So, we've last we talked to you, we were on our way to Florida with Cooper to stay at Jessica's parents' house. We and... took the microphone with to podcast and then. Uh, Cooper and I officially got the flu. Danny unofficially got the flu. Mm-hmm. And I lost my voice for like two and a half weeks, basically, right. with it. So we were not able to podcast, unfortunately. Right. And then all the plans we had of spending time going out and going doing things for that first week kind of got thrown out. So by the time Jessica recovered, we spent the time doing all those things we planned to do in Florida. Really wacky. Well, you, once Jessica... And Cooper had the swabs done and were officially confirmed flu positive. I was like, I've obviously got it. I feel like crap. <laughs> so we got back from Florida on the Thursday before this last Saturday. So we've, you know, it was a whirlwind uh, yeah. Christmas break. <laughs> and then we can't get back into LAX with five bags a dog and a baby and we get them all in our sedan we realized we need to get a bigger car asap at one point we borrowed my dad's ford explorer and there was so much room and i'm like this is amazing we cannot rock that in la though dan no no we're not not saying we're getting a ford explorer but we definitely need a bigger car and it's been our plan to get a bigger car having a baby but just hasn't been on the docket we haven't found the time i'm like no we need a bigger car and we certainly needed a bigger car for the first part of what happened on the saturday So 36 hours later, we were back at LAX. Yes. So basically all day on the Saturday was spent like preparing for the concert that night. Because if you saw on our social media, it's true. Saturday morning, we woke up and we went to pick up John Schneck from the airport to take him to the Palladium for sound check. Um, Get him to the Palladium. A couple weeks ago i had like or a week or two ago i posted on our social media saying like hey everybody would love to meet any listeners who are going to the hollywood palladium show and i realized like you think like if there's a if if there's a reason that everyone's going to be around like that you set up like a podcast meetup location i'm like no we're not going to do that because hollywood is crazy 
It's just, it's incredibly busy around. It was just a busy day in general. We had to get, you know, we were down in Hollywood, then we had to get back up to uh, drop off Cooper with the babysitter. Thank you, uh, Jay, listener slash patron Jay, who uh, watched him for the evening for us. But we were putting together a podcast meetup. It was like, I was like, this isn't going to work because everyone's on a different schedule. Everyone's got different plans for their weekend and how they're flying into LA and stuff like that. So I'm like... Just DM. So in my original post, I said, just DM us. Uh, let us know where you are, when, if you want to meet up inside the venue, outside the venue, etc., etc. And John Schneck, a couple weeks ago, replies to that post and says, well, if you want, you could pick me up from the airport. <laughs> and then we could do a podcast from the car. And I said, sure. And he said, oh, I was half joking. And I'm like, well, if you were half serious, then we'll definitely do it. So we did. <laughs> so we woke up on Saturday morning to go pick him up around like 11 o'clock. And Cooper was in the car, and I was like, I know, we fit five suitcases. We left with two suitcases. We came back with five. We, because of all the Christmas gifts, we had five suitcases, a dog, and a baby, and it all fit in the car. So I'm like, Schneck's one bag and guitar case will certainly fit in the car. Well, the guitar case almost didn't fit in the car because we had the whole car empty, and the guitar case was too long for the trunk. So it went behind John in the back seat alongside cooper yeah he was in the we had set cooper up in the middle i was on one side guitar case on the other it worked yeah. out fine it was perfect and the pedal board was also in the trunk right and then la being la it took us like two hours <laughs> to get from lax to downtown hollywood Most of that time spent just trying to get out of la what's funny is the so the geography of where we live and where we all the places we went to just think of it as like an incomplete triangle, like two sides of the triangle exist, and that's the highway system in relation to where we need to go. We need to go in this triangle of which only two sides have a highway or a freeway, right? From our house to LAX, super easy, like 22 minutes, 25 minutes. From getting to LAX to Hollywood, really difficult crossing through streets, getting on the freeway for just a little bit took us a long time getting back from where we dropped off john back to our place super easy 17 minutes (laughs) i couldn't believe it so anyway we cross town we drop off john schneck at the loading dock of the palladium and dave douglas is right there and he introduces us and that's amazing i said hi how you we said hi how you doing i look over his shoulder and i see roger from less than jake so I immediately push Dave down. I go up to Roger and I'm like, oh my gosh, uh, the guy from Less Than Jake, you're my second favorite lead singer of Less Than Jake. None of this happened. No. <laughs> I mean, we did pick up John Schneck from the airport. And yes. Dave no, just didn't none of this down. happened. There, in fact, there was no show. We just decided to make something up to have an episode right now. Um, so it was th- really hard faking that footage, but worth it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but AI does amazing things nowadays. <laughs> So, yeah, so we leave John at the Palladium, and we go home. And then at one point, I was like, I made a post where I was like, I didn't want anyone to think, like, yeah, we drop off John, but I didn't put any co- much context to it. It's like, we're not going backstage or in the building right now, so I didn't want people to think, like, we did. So I decided to post a little thing Why of, not, like... Dan? Make them think we're cooler than we <laughs> yeah. are. So what I'm, are you doing? So I posted a thing of, of, of Cooper's smiling little face on his diaper-changing table, and he's like, 
Cooper's excited. He got to see the loading dock of the Palladium. <laughs> and then, but now we're home. And so people thought that meant we weren't going to the concert. And yeah. I'm like, totally, we actually totally going. ruined the entire point of the post. Yeah. Um, Way to go, Dan. What happened next? That's it. I'm taking over the social medias from now on. So then we, okay, now we'll get into what everyone's really concerned about. So we wait for the babysitter. Jessica mentioned it. Uh, our friend Jay was the babysitter. We get back to Hollywood, uh, to the Palladium. We park in the really expensive on-site parking for the theater. 40 bucks, very pricey. We could have found something cheaper, but it was very important to our plans because this was the first time we were apart from Cooper for an entire night. Yeah. We had never spent this much time apart from Cooper. So we had it in our back pocket that if Jessica can't stand it, she will take the car home and I will Uber home. And that is what ended up happening. Yeah. So also, to relieve uh, our babysitter, cause you know, yeah, it's a long, long evening. So we get home. No, we get, we leave. So we get home. So we give up. No. So we park, we go in, and we'll get to what everyone really wants to hear, which is like the set list like, and the Ronnie K performance. We had enough time for to prepare for this, and here you are, you're Danny storying it. <laughs> so we go Danny to get in line. It. In 2016, when we saw Reliant K and Switchfoot for the Searching for America tour, the line went around the blocks, right? It's a big city block that the Palladium sits on. It's in its own building, but then there's like a skyscraper that it shares the block with. It went all the way around, like the size of two football fields or something. Super long. And what was it? It was Orlando where we actually did the math at the House of Blues. It was yes. actually like a quarter of a mile or almost half a mile line that we were in. That was, yeah. We the, wanted to avoid. Oh, yeah, and Orlando was, wow. And the, it was, that was intense. So <laughs> I think it was a similar situation in 2016 when we last saw Reliant K at the Palladium. We were, I think, half a mile line that moves pretty quickly, but it's still a half a mile line. And didn't you were afraid we were going to miss Reliant K in 2016 because of that? Yeah. Yeah, I was because we actually, I'm pretty sure that show was on my birthday. Right. And I was like, oh my gosh, we're going to miss Reliant K because I knew they were opening. Right. Um, then we would have definitely had to stay for Switchfoot. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we get in line and then uh, Josh aka danger gavin patron member and social media follower i've known him since i started mxpx memes like before i even we even had this podcast i'd known him online and he sees us in line and he's way up closer in line and he brings us up so we got to cut thank you very much um we have a whole conversation with him and then we get into the venue we go immediately looking for Reliant K's merch. If you saw it in the social media, all Reliant K brought was two shirts. Two shirts. They brought the new, like, uh, square shape where it's like Reli and K, that square. And then the Miller Genuine Draft parody shirt, which, which Jessica sh- bought. Yeah, that's the shirt I bought. And I have questions. I'm like, are we are we acknowledging our our line of uh, Miller Lite? Like, what is what is, or did they just forget about that and they just thought, oh, this will be a fun parody? Because Reliant K has always done parody shirts. It's the thing that they do. There was something recently where Hoops posted a Miller Lite, like he was having a meal and it was a Miller Lite, or maybe he just can't remember what it was. Something that Hoops, his own social media, posted something about Miller Lite, and I quoted that song, <laughs> and he said, "Ha ha" to it. So okay. I, he remembers that those so, are the lyrics right, to the right. song. But yeah, Miller Genuine Draft. Um, 
You know what I should do? Or I should... Reliant K, genuine band. And that's what it says, says on the shirt. I should put together a list of every food mentioned, every food and every food product mentioned in all of Reliant K's discography. And that's like the Reliant K diet. I know you got Jim Beam. Oh, no. Combos and Skittles. You got combos and Skittles. You got pizza is in the Charles in Charge song. You got Miller Lite. You got Miller Lite. Uh, butter lettuce salad. Butter. Oh, there you go. Um, did is he does he eat anything in Sadie Hawkins dance? No. Oh, girlfriend, obviously. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's something. That... I thought you were gonna say that you need to go through like the archives of all of their merch and oh. like list all of the. That's very difficult. There parodies. should be an archive of all of all previous merch. There's something like that for MXPX. It's the MXPX archive. I don't know the website, but if you Google MXPX archive. It's run by their webmaster and fan club uh, main guy, uh, Chris PX Chris Chris B. He has he has an MXPX archive for like showing all of like the merch that exists and every release. Like there should be something like that for Reliant K, but like scraping up the internet for all those previous shirts. Like you're, right. you're basically going to scavenger hunt a social media post. And trademark did... RK is gone. So yeah, I did see someone with the pizza sticker mm-hmm. shirt. With the little pizza, the pizza sticker that w- there's been the campaigning f- to bring them back. He, someone had the shirt. Um, so we get into the. Yeah, I saw the Seven Eleven one like you have that. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, yours got really, really faded. Right. Um. And then I have the Lacroix shirt. Yep. What else have they parodied? I we'll have to think uh, about the, it. The uh, Toronto Blue Jays. I have that shirt. Right. Yeah. And we did a, what's your, what's the team that you like? Maple Leafs. The Maple Leafs. I made a Maple Leafs parody shirt for Sadie Hawkins pod. No one ever bought it. And then that store got shut down. (laughs) Except us. (laughs) (laughs) And then that store got shut down because of the MXPX memes T public, which they were all on the same IP address. So they shut down all my stores on the same IP address, which is ridiculous. Way to go, Danny. Anyway, um... You know what we should do? We need to make a call right now, and we'll get we'll get back to talk about the show. I'm making a call right now. Any Relying K merch that you own that you have, like let's start putting this together. Let's start making the digital museum of Relying yeah. K merch. I Take don't know pictures. What Relying? There, yeah, yeah, what Relying K might have. Just email it to Sadie. Ho- I don't know what Relying K might have. It's what I was about to say in their own internal archives, but. If they don't have anything like this, let's start putting it together ourselves. Like, you got a shirt, you got pins, you got buttons, you got anything about Relying K you've ever bought. Take a picture of it. We have that patch and send of it yours to us. that just says RK with, like, an arrow. Right, and stickers. I've never... Like, a lot of stickers, I collect stickers and I very rarely ever stick them to something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unless I buy it retail. I never use band stickers. Very seldom would I ever use a band sticker that I bought from a merch table because I'm like, I'll never be able to replace this. I knew that back then in the 90s and early 2000s. There are apparently books that you can stick them into and then you're able to unstick them oh, later. Okay. But it does make me nervous. Or I could just get one of those books like they have at the punk stores. You know, like the big, like... Like a binder? Like a binder with the, the, them stuck in there, and it's like sticker number 204, and then right. you go up to the cashier, and you say, I'll have sticker number 204. Um, okay, so back to the show. So we get inside, and we go looking for Reliant K merch. Like I said, they had the two shirts, 
they were shared with MXPX's merch line, which got long really fast. So yeah. I felt bad if you get in the really long MXPX merch line, and then you got two options for Relying K. Off on the other side of the Palladium, inside like there, one of the VIP rooms on the first floor, they, instead of being a VIP room, they made it into the merch room for the Smoking Popes and Less Than Jake. They just like it's interesting that they yeah. split it up like that. They, I guess, because they didn't have enough counter space for yeah. the. Because in the Palladium, there is one specific merch booth place just for merch, the merch booth, but it wasn't enough for four bands. MXPX, by the way, has like all this merchandise because they do everything in house now. Yeah. They are a store. They had everything that they have on their website was available at the merch line at this show unlike Reliant K you know Reliant K does have merch available online right now but none of that stuff was available and I guess that makes sense they probably have a completely different warehouse maybe that stuff's printed on a different schedule well, and than I what they brought well and I would imagine also just like all the guys flew in so like right well they well, definitely travel yeah so I would imagine that they probably just didn't want to travel with all that stuff for like a one-off show maybe they definitely traveled light um they you know, Schneck flew in. Um, there was a house setup of orange amps. Someone actually commented, Matt Kempf actually commented just in the last day, like, is that Hoops playing with an orange? <laughs> and I said, I think it's the house setup. I think basically MXPX brought all of their stuff. And Less Than Jake brought some stuff as well, because Less Than Jake had a huge banner. But I think it was basically MXPX's, and it was MXPX's show. It was their booking, and they invited the guests. They invited Less Than Jake, Reliant K, and Smoking Popes. So it was like basically MXPX's house setup, and everyone just kind of played off of that. So it seems to me like, yeah, Reliant K definitely traveled light. They probably just brought their bare minimums. Dermike wasn't there. There was none that banner that they used for the for Um Yeah, the classic uh, like 2010 banner. With the airplane, it wasn't there. None of that stuff. They and even the smoking popes who came they from didn't Chicago. Have a pendant up. They didn't have the pendants or any of that stuff. There was no stage stuff for Reliant K at all. Like they were clearly just there as a favor to do this. Which reminds me of like Five Iron Frenzy's last show. That happened for that as well. In two thousand three, yeah. I went to that Five Iron Frenzy show. Reliant K wasn't on that tour for Five Iron Frenzy's original breakup. But they went to the final show and they just showed up and they didn't have any of their stage stuff for that because they just got there and played right. that show. Yeah. So it was a, kind of a similar thing. Um, MXPX isn't breaking up. <laughs> and Reliant K is not breaking up either. I think it's clear like they got invited to this thing and they're like, we can't say no to this. Um, and their set was way shorter than the festivals they played last year. But let's get into that in a second. We see, sm- <clears throat> we see Smoking Popes. Yeah, I had never listened to Smoking Popes before. I heard the name, but was not super familiar. And I was like, oh, wow, this is such a Gen X band. Yeah, they have like a Gen X, X. like left of the dial alternative rock, that early sort of like not punk, not hardcore punk, not, uh, you know, what is it called? Uh, Not like California punk. like alternative meets adult contemporary yeah. of that time like totally so the, but i can definitely see and once jessica said it that way i was like oh, okay i'm seeing this now i'm pretty sure every member of the bands tonight uh, that night were gen xers but smoking popes have a gen x sound and then mxpx and less than jake and relying k have a millennial sound even though i think less than jake 
Smoking Pope's and MXPX all actually formed around the same time. I mean, definitely Smoking Pope's first album was like 94, and MXPX's first album, I think, was also 94. Mm. So it's just funny how the Smoking Pope's definitely have a sound of like punk from a generation before, or like alternative rock punk, alternative mm-hmm. rock with influences of punk. Uh, and I had seen them once before at the Roxy with... I've forgotten again. I figured it out. <laughs> I either saw them with the Teenage Bottle Rocket or with Mr. T Experience. It was one or the other. And I don't remember because both those shows were at the Roxy. And Jessica didn't go with me. <laughs> so I can't remember. And I didn't go to see the Swoggy Pups. I went to see either Mr. T Experience or teenage bottle rocket so one of them open and you know the smoking popes are a band that like it's funny because they played with mr t experience or teenage bottle rocket and i can believe both because even though smoking popes have that sort of more gen x sound of alternative rock punk every band that i like that is more skate punky has cited the smoking popes as a as a if not an influence at least like that they are fans of them yeah, a lot of, uh, I've noticed that, like, a lot of bands will, will sort of cite them, even though they don't necessarily have the kind of sound that you would think right. they would. Uh, they are very influential. They were on the Clueless soundtrack. Yeah, and uh, a little story Matt Thiessen told was that when he was 18, his girlfriend's favorite band was the Smoking Popes. Right, so. and I think I heard multiple people at that moment be like, ooh, do you think he means Katy Perry? And I was like, no, I don't think he means that because I don't think that's who he was dating when he was 18. Yeah, I could be wrong. I'm trying to think about the time. I guess it depends on how long they dated because he's older than... When was uh, Matt Thiessen born? He's older than you. I think it was like 80. Um, he's 2002 minus 1980. Really? You, you need a calculator for that thing? 22. So I think from from my understanding and when I met Catherine in real life at a Reliant K show in 2002, I think they started dating around like 20, around when he was 20 or 21. Yeah. And I'm only uh, yeah. basing that off of my own experience meeting her. Um, and the fact that she was, I did not meet her when Steven was still in the band in 2000. And that's when he would have been only 20. Yeah. So I don't think he was talking about Catherine at the time. Yeah, and they definitely would have met like probably at a Christian festival that Katy they were Perry. playing or something. I shouldn't be coy about it. I say the Catherine thing because I don't want to like, be that fan who's like, oh, that's the most that's the most interesting thing about Reliant K. Like, no, it's not. Just like I don't want to think every Blink One Eighty Two song is about Mark and Tom's relationship, or every Foo Fighters song is about Kurt Cobain. I would say that no Foo Fighter songs are about Kurt Cobain. Which one do you think is Jack and which one do you think is Sally out of Mark and Tom? <laughs> uh, Tom is definitely, well, <laughs> that's a good question. That's a good question. That's so funny because... I'm. I, this might have to be the rest of the episode. I got to really think about that oh, because. Oh no. Okay. Well, let's move on. All right. Smoking <laughs> popes. There. So, we knew ahead of time from picking up John Schneck what how what long, the set times what were the set times and how were long and they how were going to go. Each one was playing. And then so, less than Jake actually posted the set times on social media later that af- afternoon. So he had said that both Reliant K and Smoking Popes were playing for about a half an hour. 
Um, and then Lesson Jake was 45 minutes and MXPX was an hour and a half. So I was paying attention while Smoking Popes were playing as to about how many songs they were getting in. And I was like, okay, it's only about six songs. So that means Reliant K will probably also be about six songs. Mm-hmm. Um, so then it was like, okay, well, what are they going to play? Right. So let's get into that. So then Smoking Popes leave the stage. I go and get a drink. <laughs> I got a... A watermelon spicy margarita, which was actually not a water ma- watermelon pepper margarita. It was not spicy at all. Mm. Um, I'm texting with the new... At this point, I'm texting with the new uh, Sadie Hawkins pod messenger group, which I called the MXPX Reliant K LA Show Messenger Group. I might actually just rebrand it as the Sadie Hawkins pod messenger group overall. Daniel's in that group. Daniel Moraine, he's not at the show, but he's in the group because he just doesn't, he wants to get the info about the show as it's happened, you know, and he just, he said, sounds like a fun group. Well, Reliant K is about to take the stage and Daniel texts and he says, you know, are we going to get the set list? And in my head, at both Um Yeah shows we went to, I wrote down the set list as we went because I wanted to be able to, because we recorded those report episodes right away and I wanted to be able to talk about it right away. Said list FM is updated for this show by now, but uh, just in case, I was writing them down. And then I was, and since Daniel asked, I'm like, you know what? I'll just live tweet the set list. <laughs> well, I'm not tweeting it, but I'll just live message the set list right now. So Reliant K comes on the stage to the NFL theme. I don't know which specific NFL theme it is, but it's I'm tone deaf when I sing. Can you tell what I'm doing? <laughs> There's enough rhythm in that famous NFL song, that NFL film song that I hopefully got. So they take the stage to that. We're riding in a wonderland of snow. We're riding in a wonderland of snow. It's Thursday football time again. Here's here's two hours of Taylor Swift's face. So they came out uh, to that and then immediately went into Be My Escape. Be My Escape, right off the bat. Shocking. Shocking. So we'll talk. They didn't have a lot of time for preamble. You know, it's a tight set. So you got to just play the hits. So here's the set list. And it is all killer, no filler, quite literally. (laughs) It's high of 75. Um, Nope, sorry. Well, Jessica said Be My Escape. They opened with Be My Escape. Then they go into high of 75. And then they go into forget and not slow down. Uh, I don't need a soul. Uh, which later I found out that in 2023 at the festivals they played, they have a new intro to mm-hmm. I don't need a soul, which they did not play at this show, yeah, which we didn't even say. know about because yeah. we wouldn't actually watch. We didn't in 2023, except for the newish joke song, which we'll get to in a second. We weren't thinking to watch all the footage from Furnace Fest, Ohio is for Lovers. That's part of our job as Reliant uh, podcasters. What are we, we doing? We do Dan? enough other stuff. I didn't. <laughs> Danny. <laughs> so it was I Don't Need a do Soul. We? It was I Don't Need a Soul without the new intro that they've been doing in the last year. Then they do a cover of Move to Bremerton with hoops on lead vocals. It's actually it was actually more of a full harmony situation. Yeah. Everybody was singing the whole time. Yeah. But Hoops was technic was like the lead of this harmony. 
uh, in moved to Bremerton. Which guys, uh, not new music. Not new music. So moved to Bremerton. Just a fun cover for the show. If you haven't heard it, which apparently a lot of Reliant K fans or at least a lot of Sadie Hawkins pod followers <laughs> have not heard it. Uh, it's a, it's like a slowed down skate punk jam. And what Reliant K did was they transformed it a little bit and they made it kind of more, not quite twinkle emo and not quite shoegaze, but definitely a more laid back alternative oh, rock I style. I my phone and play it? Because I, I have it recorded. Yeah, we. I, I'll put it at the end of this okay, this, cool. this thing, um, and because I want to do as little editing as possible. Okay. So, Tyson also told a little story with this about how they would they had played this at least once before. I don't remember if he said they would play this sometimes, but they would definitely play this back in the early days. Yeah, which I'm assuming means like first album or before that, or because yeah. he said it was like a youth group because he played. He was like, do you remember when? Tyson says two hoops on stage. Do you remember when we played this at some sort of youth group situation in like a locker room and it smelled like shoes or if it smelled like socks or something? You definitely and said hoops did not like seem to remember men's that. Men's armpits. And men's armpits. Specifically. Uh, <laughs> and I imagine at the time that they played it more straightforward like MXPX. They played it much different that uh, night. So then they go into Who I Am, Hates Who I've Been, Still More Killer, No Filler. Uh, and a mini mosh and, pit. Yeah, that's that's when the pit opens up. But it was definitely a push pit. It was a gentle little pit. <laughs> Just a little gentle pit. Look, the pit opens up and the guy in front of us took a hit. I'm like, really? For who I am, hates who I am. This is it. This is the sports money song, really? Um, And then they go into the Broke My Foot in the Less Than Jake Circle Pit song that they've been playing all of last year. Then, which appropriate here, yeah. Then, uh, they go into Sadie Hawkins' dance, and that's the set. And I will say that I think that this might be sadly the, the only time we we will get to hear In Love with the 80s live because they oh, do a they, little In they, Love with the 80s sort of breakdown. They down cut to the, the chorus of yeah. In Love with the 80s during the less the new Less Than Jake joke song. And there was a kid in the audience with a song and it said, in love with the 80s. Yeah. Lots of, a couple little kids in the uh, in the audience for this one. So super. I hope they got them out of there before less than Jake, though. OMG. We'll, we'll, we'll get, get to, that, to that. We'll get to that one more second. I still got more to say about the Reliant K set. So a couple notable things. Uh, Chris and Tom from MXPX were on the side of the stage watching. The side of the stage area at the Palladium is not big. Like, where you can actually see who's standing in the wings the wings the theater wings of the palladium not like large like some shows you go to and there's like literally a crowd just as big as any other crowd on the wings of the stage not you don't have that kind of space at the palladium but i saw tom and chris from mxpx standing over there another notable thing is that tyson never touched a guitar the entire set all he did was keyboard or he picked up the microphone and went like uh, Mike and you know vocals only lead singer style, uh, which was unusual. I don't think they did that at the festivals last year. I think he at least had a guitar. I know he, he did. Yeah, I know he had a guitar in Boston and Orlando. Well, no, and um, yeah, he definitely switched oh, back right. and forth. Sorry, but I'm talking about the festivals yeah. last year. I know at the Is for Lovers Fest, which is where they originally premiered the Less Than Jake song. I am still not used to it being 2024. I'm like, last year, that was 2022. <laughs> <laughs> I've been so defensive about the fact that 
they premiered the Less Than Jake song at the Is For Lovers Fest because that did not have a massive, like, bunch of people talking about it online like Furnace Fest and When We Were Young did. So people who went to When We Were Young and Furnace Fest are like, that's where they premiered the song. I'm like, no. Oh, it's just like every YouTube uh, (laughs) thing when they drop new music, they're like, this was the first show they played it at. No, it wasn't. (laughs) No. So, um, and then there was something else I was going to note. So Tisa didn't touch a guitar. Oh, Sadie Hawkins dance. I did not realize this. But they did not play Sadie Hawkins Dance at any of the 2023 festivals. Oh, interesting. So here they have an even shorter set than they had at When We Were Young or Furnace Fest or Is For Lovers or that secret show where they opened for Switchfoot in Nashville. Right. That's the shows they played last year. I might be missing one. Sadie Hawkins Dance is a huge crowd pleaser. And maybe since they didn't play it at any of those festivals, that's why not one but two pits opened up and someone was crowd surfing. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, but it was interesting that, like, when you look at the sets for the festivals last year, they definitely didn't, they didn't, they played some Air for Free songs last year. They didn't play Sadie Hawkins Dance. They always played the Less Than Jake Broke My Foot song. But I don't know. It's like somehow they, this set was super interesting. And I talked to John Schneck a little bit about it later when I saw him like way later in the evening after MXPX outside the theater, um, which we'll get into more details on that later. But I, I told him like, that was so interesting that you opened with Be My Escape. And I compared it to the fact that I always wanted to hear like MXPX. I wanted to see what it'd be like if MXPX opened a show with Punk Rock Show. Right. But not really open one of their own shows. My idea of this would always be it would be a festival set situation, mm-hmm. especially if they're lower on a festival mm-hmm. set that you like open with punk rock show and like blast them, blast the audience who may not believe in MXPX anymore or do it like, oh, MXPX is still around. You open with punk rock show and you get them going immediately. Um, but I've talked to Tom Wisniewski in DMs before about that. And he was like, no, we did that once and we'll never do it again because... And then Mike Herrera just recently on his podcast actually brought it up as well. It's like they opened an actual show with with Punk Rock Show once. And after that immediate burst of energy, everyone was like exhausted. It's like you need to build everyone up into the frenzy before you play Punk Rock Show. And that's kind of like the burden. (laughs) That's the cross that MXPX has to wear (laughs) is that they need to close every show with Punk Rock Show forever. Um, But so I kind of got that thing I've always wanted from MXPX with Reliant K. That's uh, that's the song's not called at the show. Oh, it's uh, emotion is my middle and middle name. It's the middle name. Oh, um, so I mentioned is it this. Really, the song. I believe you. The song's <laughs> called middle name. I think emotion, and I'll see you. I'm at just gonna the take show. your word for it. This Ooh, is gonna drive me crazy, and if I get it wrong, I'll never forgive myself. But I'm also not trusting myself. Yeah, it's middle name. So anyway, I mentioned this to John Schneck. I'm like, it's crazy how th- that set, like opening with Be My Escape, like that's what you do at a at a for a encore. Obviously, there's not going to be an encore for Reliant K at this show that's very People tightly were scheduled. shouting for an encore, though. But um, he's like, yeah, well, we kind of had to because we had this short amount of time. And it's like, yeah, get the initial burst of energy. But we need that. We need them to mm-hmm. go, go, go. Which in my mind, that's what I think mxpx should do if they opened punk rock show if they had like a 20 minute set Mm -hmm. at a festival um so they had to like hit the so ryan k had to like hit the ground running with this really killer no filler set um 
And there was something else I want to say about that, but I can't remember now. Anyway, oh, yeah. So the thing was, this whole night was long, just like this episode is. <laughs> but it was really, really tight. They had Because they had a house set up, right? Yeah. There were set times. Yeah. Nobody Set times were right on the money, like a Japanese train. Like everything left the station exactly when it said it was time. And uh, yeah, none of that rock star stuff. Or we're coming no, on late. everyone was out as soon as they were supposed to be. So like there was no time for Reliant K to do an extra song. So then less than Jake comes out and the pit <laughs> guys, if any guys and growls, if any guys and growls, guys and girls, if any of you listening were part of the push pit for Reliant K or the two push pits for Reliant K. Did you feel shame when you saw what a real pit looks like? Ugh. Instantaneously, when Less Than Jake Just takes the stage, opened up, right where opened we up were like a sinkhole, like a sinkhole. <laughs> but like, a huge, a huge, huge. Now. I cannot be in the middle of this pit. The whole, like, huge portion of the dance floor. So, uh, and man, they were going at it. Yeah, that was not. A nice little push pit. That was too intense. <laughs> no, big circle pit really going. Not a lot of like slamming back and forth, but I did hear from some people later that like, you know, there's there are some people. Your phone was knocked out of your hand. Oh, and yeah. And you got a crack on your brand new phone It's not screen. a crack. It's not a crack. It's a tiny scratch that you can't see after I put the glass protector on top of it. But that was because really he close. Didn't put his glass protector on before going to the concert. For some I didn't reason. get around to it. It's been a very busy week. <laughs> so we go to the back. So we make our way halfway back to watch like one or two more less than Jake songs, and then we go all the way to the back by the back bar to watch the rest of Less Than Jake. Jessica also disappears for a while to go to the bathroom and stuff. So, if you've been listening to the show recently, Why I think at some point, well, I think it's some, like that, I think at some point we mentioned like not literally. That's I just had to pee. The two bands that we have this like shame with is Switchfoot and Less Than Jake. Where every time we've been in a situation to see Less Than Jake, Jessica hasn't been able to stay, and it's usually for like a sick, like overwhelmed feeling about the day, not for Less Than Jake's fault. And then it's the same thing with Switchfoot. Uh, we, every time we've been you. in a switch, but that's usually on me being like sick and overwhelmed and done with the day. And it's always switch foot and less than Jake playing later in whatever festival situation or concert situation we've been at. So this time Jessica made it all the way through a less than Jake show. So yeah. we got to get back to switch foot and see all of a switch foot songs show. But, um, less than Jake was amazing. Uh, they played tons of hits. I think there was only like one song. I didn't know they had a longer set, uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that happened during Lesson Jake. Then at the end of Lesson Jake, Jessica made it through the whole show because that whole Lesson Jake set because then she says, Okay, I'm leaving before MXPX starts. I hand her the keys. I'm like, Give Cooper a kiss. I check the GPS. It's going to take her like 17 minutes to get home. I'm like, so This fast. is set on a Saturday night, like no traffic on the road. So I'm like, This is amazing. Because from the Palladium to our apartment, it's seven apparently it's 17 minutes with no traffic or it's four hours with traffic right. <laughs> so she gets home she texts me a, a wonderful picture of cooper and her snuggling on the couch and uh but 
when you got in the car, I don't think you were even out of the parking lot when MXPX took the stage. Like pretty oh, much wow. seconds after you were out of my sight, I showed you, I made sure I to walk you straight to the door because you also weren't even sure what side the parking lot was on. I was like, don't go out that door. <laughs> Jessica almost went out one door. And I'm like, if you go out that door, you are going to be really confused and you aren't going to know how to get back to the parking lot. Go out that door. That door leads you directly to the parking lot. Um, so, but... But as soon as I turned around from that door and got back in the in the theater room, MXPX took the stage. Nice. MXPX also amazing. By that point, I'm also tired. I'm now sad that Jessica's not there. You're like 20 minutes later, you sent me the picture of you and Cooper, so I'm also sad there. But I got to see all these MXPX songs from the new album that I've been wanting to hear. Uh, Ready to Rage, Not Today. Um, my favorite song from the new album that I can't remember the name of right now. They played that. Then they played Can't Complain, which is actually my favorite MXPX song overall. It's only from a year or two ago. That's it's from funny because a... it's my least favorite Reliant K song. Just kidding. It doesn't. What? Can't, can't Complain. Oh, I said Can't Complain, didn't yeah. I? That's not the name of an MXPX song. Oh, okay. I just have too much Reliant K in my brain <laughs> from five years of doing this podcast. <laughs> so, um... I was like, oh, that's funny. That's a funny little winky dink. This is what you told me is my favorite song from the new MXPX album. I don't know why. Uh, it, the the And no, sorry. This is what you told me is my favorite song from the new album. Oh, they I was that. really confused by that sentence because uh, I'm not familiar. So. And Can't Keep Waiting is my favorite MXPX song. It was a single from just a couple years ago leading up to the new album. It wasn't on the new album. They did play that as well. I don't think they didn't play any songs from the 2018 album except for Let, Let's Ride, which is nutty because since the self-titled album, they play a lot of that album live, but I don't think they played more. Than, maybe there was a second one that I'm not remembering right now. No, 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 no. They played Friday Tonight and they played Let's Ride. So, you know, I heard so much of the 2018 album live and now it's it's disturbing not to have heard so little of it after all these years, which is also the thing is like MXPX has played in Los Angeles so much since we moved here in 2014 that I've seen them like more than any other band in the last 10 years. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and there's shows Jessica didn't even go to with me that MXPX <laughs> played in California. Um, so that was the night. Then I uh, leave. I meet some more listeners outside of the theater and i text with schneck to say hey not sure if we're gonna get a chance to meet up again before i go home uh but have a safe trip if you don't if we don't and then he texts to say he's at denny's and he's at denny's with a bunch of friends so me and the, t- the two listeners i just met we go over to denny's <laughs> to see him and they they had space at their like long table with all these friends now at this podcast history at this table with john schneck is kara now you might not remember who kara i know you remember because i've already told you listeners may not remember who kara is but if you remember our beeman episode the the thing we figured out about beeman and this was not information this is information that older school relying k fans all knew but it was not information that existed on song meanings or genius or reddit or the comments on the youtube for the song beeman but the song beeman 
is about their tour manager from the time, Scott Cannon. When they say, beam me up, Scotty, it's a euphemism of Star Trek to talk about how their tour manager, Scott Cannon, was their Scotty, like Scotty from Star Trek, who got everything done. We almost would have missed this fact because, like I said, this information was kind of like dead information. Like, it only existed inside older school Reliant K fans' heads and Reliant K themselves. Except Kara was a music video, up, had put a music video upload that she shot at Warp Tour back in, like, 2008, right? And she had actually had the members of Reliant K, John and John and Hoops and Matt, and I guess it would have... Matt and Matt... <laughs> Hoops and Matt. <laughs> Matt and Matt and John and John and D- I mean Ethan were all in this video. And it blew my mind at the time because I'm like, this is a fan music video for the song Beeman. And it has the actual members of Reliant K. And the story was she would go to like every show and she knew Scott Cannon. And she was like, I want to make a music video for the song that's about you. And can you get the guys to actually film parts for it? And they did, and this video got uploaded. And if this video didn't exist on YouTube, we wouldn't have figured out what that song is actually about. Because we didn't know that, and the information was not on Reddit, YouTube comments, Genius, song meanings, any of that stuff. That person, Kara, was there at the table. Amazing. (laughs) And also the person who, um, and I'm so sorry, I've forgotten her name now. But um, the person who uploaded the grandma's chairs videos, oh my if gosh. anyone remembers those, right? yep, yep. Some, the, uh, radio some radio station promotional acoustic performance where it's like, why is this Arizona radio station just have grandma's <laughs> kitchen chairs in their performance room? That that the person who uploaded those videos was also there. Um, so Amazing. actual podcast history was sitting there with John Schneck at Denny's fun times and then i took a lift home very uncomfortable lift ride i don't Uh remember what kind of car it was but i was like whatever car this is i didn't pay attention full electric full electric car Mm -hmm. uh and absolutely no shocks and suspension oh no i felt everything under the road (laughs) i felt every bump i felt everything under the road super uncomfortable not to get that car yeah (laughs) and my head was slightly on the ceiling because I'm a tall guy. So that was our night. Was there anything else? That was the Reliant K opening for MXPX. So I think my number one takeaway was that they this was definitely Reliant K sort of uh, accepting a, a show that they could not turn down. Like they wanted to do this thing opening for MXPX. But they kind of turned up in an economical way. Two shirts, mm-hmm. didn't bring their own gear, didn't bring Dermike. They were just like, we got to go to this show, but let's go as economically as possible. And apparently there's no other bookings right now for any other Reliant K in 2024. Oh, and I completely forgot to mention when we talked about picking up John Schneck is that we recorded a podcast with him in the car, which we will release later. there'll be a little mini bonus episode. There'll be another bonus episode. Apologies for, and I'll put this at the beginning of that episode as well, for the quality. (laughs) Uh... When we decided that we were going to do this, I ordered the best rated LAVs, uh, LAV to iPhone uh, mics off of Amazon. And I don't know why the reviews are so good. Uh, they did not sound great, but that's what you get for 30 bucks. So. <laughs> yeah. 
we actually recorded this episode with those mics. Well, part of it, not the full thing. And when I listened back and realized it sounded like we were underwater, I was like, ooh, should we redo this? And Danny was like, yeah, so. Um, yeah, so we recorded that thing with John. Sorry, I was letting you talk while I was replying to someone. I, they just remind me of another good point about the show. But before I say that, um, yeah, we recorded this thing with John. So we'll, the one thing will spoil, and I hope this isn't what you said because I wasn't listening. But, like, there's no other shows kind of booked right now. And um, you'll hear it in the episode, but... We didn't turn the water cooler off. (laughs) And I'm not monitoring. So I didn't didn't pick up on it because Danny has the headphones on. Uh, Yeah, we're actually in the opposite chairs from where we normally sit. It's very strange. It's very strange. Well... Um, yeah, we'll see. So, anyway, <laughs> what was I saying? I'm so tired right now. No shows 2024. So, no other shows booked for 2024. So, we'll see in the future. Reliant K has a clean slate right now to set up their 2024. And we look forward to whatever they plan to do in any capacity, whether that's playing shows or, um, you know, new music. Hopefully, something like that happens. Uh, you know, apparently, also, like, they... John was telling us about how like they tried to make another tour work in the last year, but it's just like things are constantly moving. Yeah. Life is a moving target at all times. And I'm fully confident that Reliant K is around and they're getting going, but they're all mature men now. They're not the teenagers (laughs) and the 20 somethings that they were at the time. Like you're never, I don't think we're ever going to have that old school Reliant K schedule of, well, first of all, we'll absolutely never get the like album a year or release a year B-side album a year thing ever again. I mean, if they want to, but I doubt that'll happen. And like just the constant nonstop touring or any of that stuff. It happens like, look with MXPX. MXPX has an amazing business model. They're constantly around if you're ready to look for them they're always there but you kind of got to know and get tuned in with mxpx like mxpx does a bunch of fly twos they're doing the closest thing to a tour ever this year they're doing a bunch of shows all over the country with the ataris and that's the closest thing i think they've done to a tour in a decade or maybe half a decade like six seven years like mxpx hasn't toured in forever but mxpx hasn't gone away because they play half a dozen to a dozen fly twos a year they have their podcast. They have their YouTube channel. Like MXPX doesn't allow themselves to leave your site as long as you're tuned into them. So that's the kind of business model that these bands have now, right? Because like the support for bands like this, these middle to smaller, like the larger of the smaller bands to the middle bands, like the support system isn't there anymore because of the economy, because of the ticket companies taking so much out of merch and taking so much out of tickets, like. You have to basically have to be the biggest bands or you have to be the smallest bands and just playing in like little dives and bars and stuff. Like what else can you do? So it's just, you know, Line K is figuring out what their next phase is. And I'm looking forward to as that happens, when that happens. Absolutely. Um, what else? <laughs> I think we're good. This, uh, this is not being concise, but when are we ever? No, well, it's been a big week. It was our Reliant K Saturday. Reliant Reliant Saturday. Reliant Saturday. Sure, Reliant Catter Day. Reliant Catter Day. Hi, Cooper. 
Hi, Cooper. Oh, Cooper was in the car with John and us when we picked him up from the airport, but he didn't really get to see Cooper because he was in the back seat. But boy, will you hear him. Uh, oh, yeah. In, in Cooper's episode. first full-length podcast. <laughs> Um, anything else you wanted to update people on? We've been talking about. So you know, sorry that the regular episodes are constantly slow. It's like one episode a month now, but we got a baby. Whatever. We'll try our best to get back into the swing of things. Yeah, we'll see what we do next. We'll see what the next song is. I mean, that we pick. Um, I, I mean, you said we were going to do kids on the street. Are you, are you taking that back? Are you backtracking? Well, I thought about doing Kids on the Street since we had a whole conversation only, with John Schneck. Right. I guess you only mentioned that to me. So yeah. you're allowed to backtrack. I apologize. Okay. <laughs> I was, yeah. Uh, we'll see. Uh, the annual Danny bus toss will be taken over this time by Jessica. <laughs> All right, everyone. Well, uh, oh, yeah. Don't forget. Please. I, I really want to start doing this. And I think I'll just start posting on the social media. Like, that would be something cool. I haven't even said, remind you what I'm talking about yet. Start sending us pictures of your classic Reliant K merchandise. Stickers, buttons, t-shirts, uh, anything like that. Like, you know, all the rare discs and stuff, they're on there on Discogs. Like, I'm really looking for the fast fashion and the expendable merchandise of Reliant K's that is kind of forgotten. Things that only existed for single tours, things like that. Like, oh, zip-up hoodies, anything unusual that maybe existed uh that we are have been lost to time this stuff is literally getting lost to time and this is my major anxiety for relying k is that they're a band who are super super popular um have an, a super devoted fan base but the like support of derivative projects like there need to be more people doing the stuff that we're doing like trademark the website went away and I tried to contact that person and be like, are you bringing it back? And she never replied. Don't know what happened there, but there should be more derivative fan investment in the band in terms of their history. Like when a band like Weezer or Radiohead have like every single known leaked every show, like there's no danger of any of their rare material ever becoming lost media. But we have seen through the course of doing this podcast that rare leaked media for Reliant K is constantly in danger of literally becoming lost media. There was an episode of the original Reliant K video podcast that disappeared from the internet for a long, long time until we went digging for it and contacting John Schneck and John Warren to be like, do you guys have copies of this? Because it's gone from the internet. The Jimmy Kimmel performance was gone from the internet for almost a decade. Like, we couldn't, you couldn't find that until someone finally uploaded it again. The Reliant K fans need to rally. They need to rally the F together to like make these things never forgotten. So what I would like to start now is sadiehawkinspod at gmail.com. Send us your pictures of merchandise that you have from all the different decades and eras. Um, so And we will just start posting them on our social media and be like, another great find from this person and that person, this forgotten design, that forgotten design. Did you know they had uh, beer cozies <laughs> back in 2004 <laughs> for your Miller Lite? <laughs> anyway, do that. Do that right now. And we will talk to you later. What, Jessica, your catchphrase, your closing catchphrase. Oh, thank you all for listening. Stay safe and healthy out there. And we'll catch you next time. <laughs> Thank you.
Oh, no.